We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC Heart and Vascular Institute. With experience, cutting-edge technology, and a collaborative approach, you'll receive the most advanced treatment. More at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. I speak with former White House correspondent and current NPR Weekend Edition host Aisha Roscoe about her newest book, HBCU Made which is a collection of essays about historically black colleges and universities, alumni, both famous and up and coming writing testimonials about the schools and experiences that shaped their lives and made them who they are today. Aisha, congratulations on your new book, HBCU Made. So what inspired you to explore this HBCU experience? Well, Algonquin, the publisher, came to me and and they said, you know, would you be interested in in pulling together a project, a collection of essays from HBCU graduates about the importance of these institutions and and the effect that they've had on their life? Um, and I, they said it had never been done before. And I was like, Mm. what? Um, because I thought it, you know, would have been done long ago. Um, and so when I heard that, I had to think about it a little bit because I was just starting at weekend edition Sunday. Um, but when I thought about what impact Howard had on my life, Mm. um, I knew that I had to do it. I knew that I had to give back just a little bit of what, um, I had gotten from from Howard um, and shine a light on HBCUs. So when you look back at your time at Howard uh, and, and you look at your career now, what are some of the things that that stand out that that Howard helped shape the person that you look into the mirror and see now? Well, you know, like I went to Howard, just a little girl, country girl from Durham, North Carolina, and <laughs> I I was very shy. I, I didn't have any social life. I was very introverted, very timid. Mm. Um, and when I got to Howard, like I really had to learn and grow and, and, and to, so I got to see other parts of myself. I I got to learn about that I'm much stronger than I thought I was. Mm. I'm much more resilient. Um, I learned about, you know, you have to come correct that Howard, it can be a very tough crowd. Mm. You got to So you can't be half stepping. You have <laughs> to come correct. Like you need to look good. You need to know what you're talking about. Um, and I've brought that with me everywhere I go. Mm. Like you just, you have to show up ready and prepared. Um, and, and, and so I've definitely brought that with me. Um, and I think I just learned a lot about how to kind of stand in my authority and my mm. power. It didn't happen overnight, but I do believe the seeds were planted at Howard University. So in your book, um, you highlight the impact of, of HBCU. So what unique contributions do you believe HBCUs uh, make to higher education? Well, I think that when you look at like the very long list of of, of alumni that have come through um, uh, HBCUs, you can see 
um, the impact that they've had on, you know, not just this country, but the world. Mm. I mean, and I can, you know, just going through the people in, in the book, Oprah Winfrey, um, Tennessee State, she has an essay in the book, uh, Branford Marsalis, you know, Grammy Award winning, mm. you know, incredible musician, musician. Roy Wood Jr., the the comedian, um, you know, was just on the Emmy stage. Uh, Stacey Abrams, who really changed the the political dynamics of a whole state. Yeah. Um, and, and and April Ryan of Morgan State uh, University, who's the longest serving African American woman uh, White House correspondent. So uh, the the list goes on and on. But what you see just in that little you know list that I gave you is you see people who have made a difference in the world um, who have made the world a better place and that's through training and that's through really um, HBCUs being an incubator mm. for talent and for t shaping and helping black people to be all that um, they can be um, and, and so that's just a little bit of what I believe HBCUs give to the world incubator of talent i'm gonna tell you this i'm gonna put that on a shirt uh and, <laughs> and 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 i will be at um be at our homecoming next year uh with that shirt on loud and proud um, <laughs> so uh were there any uh surprising or unexpected discoveries you made while delving into the uh, history of hbcus in your book what I think I, I stood out to me was, you know, I, I got a, a wide range of, of people for the book from big schools and, and smaller schools um, and from different generations. But what I, I heard and there was just like an overlapping theme over and over again. Um, and that was a theme of community. And mm. you saw, you know, story after story of people um, who weren't just a number, weren't just a student in the class, but really became a part of like a family. Um, at their HBCU. Um, Tindai Kumba is a, a Spelman graduate. She's a Broadway dancer and singer. Um, and she uh, got into a bad accident when she was at Spelman. Mm. And it was her Spelman community that rallied around her um, and really held her up. Um, and, and now, um, because she was worried she would never dance again, but not only is she dancing again, she's on Broadway. Mm. Um and so you see that over and over again. Roy Wood Jr., who I mentioned, um, got in trouble when he was at FAMU with the law, but it, you know, he had to go to FAMU professors and ask for a second chance, and he got that second chance. And and we see what he's doing now. Um, I, so I think you see over and over again this idea of sisterhood, brotherhood, but really just a community um, at HBCUs. And, and that's something that really stood out to me. Indeed. So how can individuals uh, who did not attend an HBCU benefit from the insights and experiences shared in your book? I'm glad you asked that. That's a great question, because I think that, you know, especially now, um, HBCUs are talked about so much. Mm -hmm. Like you have Beyonce doing homecoming um, and you, you're seeing her, you know, using like the marching bands and stuff. And then, you know, you had, uh, you know, uh, Deion Sanders at Jackson State for yeah. a while. And, and, and so you see all of this talk about HBCUs and you may wonder, like, what is all the hype about? What are people, you know, uh, Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, is a Howard grad, the yeah. first HBCU, um, you know, the first HBCU graduate to be vice president. Um, so you may want to know, like, what is it all about? 
you can re- you can read HBCU made and you can find out um, HBCU made. I, I really wanted it to be as if you went to a homecoming, you just pulled seven people aside and said, tell me why you're here. Tell me why this matters. And, and what you have in this book is those stories. Um, why does this matter? Why do you care about it? Um, you know, what's all the hype about? Uh, you find that out in HBCU made. And I personally am glad that you wrote this book because uh, you're letting the world know uh, how cool uh, HBCUs are. And, yes, the conversation is happening a lot now. And it's like, uh, we've been cool. Where y'all been at? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so um, so can you uh, speak uh, to the role of, of HBCUs in shaping uh, leadership and excellence within the black community? I mean, you see it over and over again. Obviously, I, I mentioned, you know, Kamala Harris, um, you know, Stacey Abrams, you know, you've got Oprah Winfrey and, and, and so many more. Um, you know, Melanie Parker is the, the chief diversity officer at Google, and she has an essay in the book. Um, and, and she's also a, a first generation um, college student. Two minutes. Uh, and, and so but what you see over and over again is that, you know, HBCUs give the training to a wide range of people mm. um, and show them what they can do and what they can be. And so when it comes time to go out in the world, they don't, they are not limited by a world that looks at them and says, you don't belong mm. or says, oh, you, you, you don't belong here or you don't sound like everybody else. You don't look like everybody else. Um, they have the knowledge and also the confidence to say, that's OK, mm. but you're going to hear what I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like you see that in leadership and you see that in so much um, in so many HBCU graduates. And, and like I, I always say, the world is better for it. Indeed. And uh, final, final question here. Uh, how can individuals uh, support and contribute to the, to the success of HBCUs? And what role do you see your book playing in that effort? Well, I think that there are a number of foundations that support HBCUs. You can obviously give to give to individual HBCUs. There are a, a number um, of, of organizations of United Negro College Fund and others um, that also support HBCUs that you can give to help students go to HBCUs. Um, I, I think really, like if you have a, if you're in a community where there is an HBCU, reaching out and to seeing what do they need? How can we be of support? Um, also, I think that if you know um, young high school students who are thinking about where to go, um, you can talk to them about HBCUs and the roles that they have played in this country. And, you know, maybe even like let them read HBCU Made um, to, to get a taste of the HBCU experience um, and, and to let them know that, the, that these schools still exist, they are still educating the best and the brightest, um, and that they are a great opportunity. Uh, well, from one HBUC, one from one HBCU grad to another, Aisha, I want to thank you for coming on the Spark and giving us the game on HBCU made. And I, for one, appreciate uh, you writing this. I feel seen, uh, and and I cannot wait to uh, discuss this in our future book clubs. So, thanks again for coming on the Spark. Oh, well, well, thank you so much, Marquise. And, you know, you are HBCU made, and and I, I think you are a great representative of what this book is all about.